Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for July 23rd is Isaiah chapters 31 through 34. Continued warnings against enslaving ourselves. Chapter 31 begins, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. And now, whether or not the people of Israel were literally going to Egypt looking for jobs, in other words, enslave me so that I know I will have food security and housing security, or whether they were calling out to Egypt saying, partner with us, provide us, let's deal together, provide for us. The context, that the lesson is the same. Why are we looking to the physical world around us to meet our needs? We know that Egypt was the land of slavery. We know that Pharaoh was a taskmaster. And when the people wanted to go out and worship God in the wilderness, Pharaoh said, You have time to think about worshiping your God. Let's double your workload. Now go make bricks without hay. We're not going to supply it anymore. And the same is true today with how Satan is the God of this age, according to Jesus. And when we begin to become spiritually actualized, when we start to flow in the kingdom of heaven, The temptation is to run back to slavery because Satan will say, oh, you have time to start thinking about the kingdom of heaven. You have time to worship Jesus. You want time off of your work? Here's a promotion. Here's more work to do. Today's slavery is a good job, nice cars, and a mortgage or at least the mindset that tells us that's what's normal and that's what's expected of us. My friends, slaves can worship God. And in the same way, Christians can be enslaved. True, children of God can still be enslaved to sin and to the mindset of this world. But we have to choose to come out of it. The problem with the Israelites in this day and time was that they did not look to the Holy One of Israel. They did not seek Yahweh. And we, my God, my friends, will never get to a place of substantial faith in the sustaining presence and love of God until we get out of our comfort zones. Jesus said, leave everything and follow me. And we want to follow Jesus as long as he doesn't call us to leave everything. Chapter 32 begins, Indeed, a king will reign righteously, and rulers will rule justly. Each will be like a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the rain, like flowing streams in a dry land, and the shade of a massive rock in an arid land. Have you ever been outside on a 90-plus degree day while the sun was shining? And it's oppressive. You can feel the heat. It's like 
leaning against something heavy as the sun beats down on you, but you step under a nice shady tree or a covered porch and it's almost instant relief. That's what good leadership is in a kingdom, a king who reigns righteously, and it's the way it should be. It's also the way it is going to be in God's kingdom, and I long for it. People who are paying attention long for righteous leaders who will reign righteously. They will be like a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the rain, like shade in the desert place. Chapter 33, verse 14. The context of this chapter is how God is arising. He's standing up. He's taking the place of absolute authority over the land. And in verse 14, it says, The sinners in Zion are afraid. Trembling seizes the ungodly. And they say, who among us can dwell with a consuming fire? Who among us can dwell with ever-burning flames? Doesn't it remind you of when Moses was up on the mountain meeting with God and there was this dark cloud and there were flashes of lightning and rumblings of thunder? And Moses came down and his face was glowing from the, having been in the presence of God. And the presence of God on him was still evident. And the people were afraid. And Moses was trying to get them to understand, look, you, you can go up there too. You can fellowship with God too. You ever, are you ever, have you ever been close to a lightning strike? Have you ever been out sitting on a porch or driving in a car when there was a torrential downpour and peals of thunder and bolts of lightning blasting that sheer awesome power can you imagine being in that storm talking with god i mean that the, the the power makes us want to run and hide but it's that god in that power And that's just a tiny glimpse of his power. But it's that God in that power who is reigning from the throne, who also says, come and boldly approach my throne because it is a throne of grace. We get to go to him, but too many of us today don't even want to. We'll say, no, Moses, you go for us. You tell us what he says because we're afraid or we're divided in our affections. And so like the people of Israel in chapter 33, verse 14, who said, who among us can dwell with a consuming fire? Who among us can dwell with ever burning flames? The answer in verse 15 is the one who lives righteously and speaks rightly, who refuses profit from extortion, whose hand never takes a bribe, who stops his ears from listening to murderous plots. 
shuts his eyes against evil schemes, he will dwell on the heights. His refuge will be the rocky fortresses. His food provided, his water assured. In other words, you have nothing to worry about if you're living righteously, if you're treating people right, if you're loving God and loving people. Verse 20, look at Zion, the city of our festival times. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a peaceful pasture, a tent that does not wander. Its tent pegs will not be pulled up. For the majestic one, our Yahweh will be there. A place of rivers and broad streams where ships that are rowed will not go. Drop the oars. Striving self-effort will not get you to that place. And majestic vessels will not pass. For Yahweh is our judge. Yahweh is our lawgiver. Yahweh is our king. He will save us. Chapter 34, again, it's another picture of judgment on the nations. My friends, God is most incredibly holy but even more than his holiness or at least equaled with its holiness is his love for us he loves us so much he loves you so much that he placed his very heart the place that his words flow from his heart into a human being and called that human being Jesus, his son, Yeshua, the Christ, the Messiah, who lived a perfect life, who showed us the example of what life with in community with God in this life should be like. And then he gave himself as a sacrifice, dying in our place, paying for our sins, so that we could be reunited in fellowship with the God who is the creator of all things. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you.